Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Hey, everybody, Chad Madden here with the Grow Your Practice podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to be talking about how to build a digital marketing presence. One of the most common things that I'll hear from owners is I need or I want a digital marketing presence. And when I ask them what that means, typically they're talking about how do I advertise? How do I create social posts, organic posts on the main online media that are being used today? And it's usually, you know, the meta family, Facebook and Instagram, uh, Google, uh, which includes Google ads or organic Google search, SEO, SEM, and then also uh, YouTube, uh, YouTube content, whether organic or paid for ads there. And then, you know, the most recent uh, party crasher is, is TikTok, right? So uh, I want to talk through that in, uh, in this episode here, how to think through it and how you can uh, sort sort out what you should be focused on um, as a practice owner. So typically when I'm talking with an owner and we're we're having this, you know, personal conversation, I'll ask, you know, why is that important to you? And I'll ask that three times. So why is that important to you? They'll say, well, you know, I need more new patients. And again, this is just a hypothetical conversation, but well, why why are more new patients important to you? Well, you know, our visits are down. And uh, I noticed that when I look back over the last 12 months, last 24 months in my business, Usually we're keeping afloat, we're keeping our head above water. Uh, but I noticed that at least a couple times a year uh, when we don't have good visit flow and I can't really control my new patients, uh, we're actually losing money. Well, why is that important to you? Well, you know, I have a son graduating high school here and uh, he's looking at colleges. We want to make sure that we can be able to afford sending him to college or, you know, there's some other life circumstance around time, money or impact. Uh, So, you know, the deeper that we go, usually it'll flush something else out, but almost all roads lead to practice growth and uh, in doing it in a way that doesn't involve more time, more of me trading uh, hours for dollars for a paycheck, right? But uh, doing in a way that's um, very conscious of our time. So yes, we're all stretched, you know, we're likely, uh, we have not only our practice where we serve many roles and we're treating and then also involved in billing and scheduling and personnel and finances and everything else, uh, compliance, HR, et cetera. But then we also have other roles in life as, you know, a mother or father, husband, wife, uh, parent, you get the idea, et cetera. You know, maybe we're taking care of our parents, something like that, but in general, almost all roads lead to growth. Um, and it might not be more locations, but it might be more new patients or more visits or more impact or revenue or profitability. Uh, so they're essentially the big five that I hear the most. Uh, and, you know, why is that important? Well, most of us get to the point where we want to help more people, you know, whether it's somebody in our family or the, the patients that we're serving in our community. Ultimately, we build a business because we want to help more people. That is the essence of what we're doing, what we're going to talk about here, and then why most owners are doing it. And I'm guessing within that framework, you fall in there somewhere, right? Something resonates with you that you want to leave a bigger impact. You want to have more 
time freedom or you want to build a, a bigger practice um, to help more people and do it in a way that's profitable and you can keep your doors open. Right. So what typically gets in the way? Well, number one is FOMO, right? So if I'm a practice owner and I'd, uh, I'll use a real life example here. So um, last quarter, we had an all-time highest ever. We had 991 new patients in the quarter. And if I'm talking with another owner and they're telling me how they're crushing it, regardless of the size of their practice, but they're telling me how they're crushing it on TikTok, well, that, you know, that, that draws my focus away, right? So regardless of how well we're doing on YouTube and with Google ads and uh, with workshop advertising and advertising events and our books and doing partner workshops and all these other things, if I hear somebody's crushing it on TikTok, I want to learn more about that. And that kind of dilutes my focus. Um, and this incidentally just happened with me. And I said, okay, so let me, how are you using TikTok? And the person told me, and I said, okay, well, how many other owners do you know that are successfully driving uh, adequate patient volume and using TikTok as a successful media? I understand there are a lot of people on it, a lot of eyeballs on it, completely get that. But that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right media for attracting patients. And we're going to talk about why that is true here in a second. But th that first one is the fear of missing out, that somehow uh, the rest of our industry knows all about how to advertise on a new online uh, media or, you know, they're creating digital presence somewhere else. And somehow we're missing out on that. And th there's two symptoms that happen from that. The first one uh, from that that FOMO phenomenon is the, the roller coaster syndrome where we go out, we're treating in the clinic. This is primarily for solopreneurs where we are working in our business a lot. We are treating 40 plus hours a week, maybe 50, 60, 70 hours a week. And we, uh, so we're playing roller coasters. So we go out, we do something marketing, you know, maybe we post a couple of videos, uh, strategic organic videos that are educational and purpose on, uh, Facebook or YouTube, we get an influx of patients. We run a couple ads, we get a couple patients, we do a patient newsletter, we get a couple patients, and then we're busy treating those patients in the clinic. And then our marketing efforts drop off. And then we have to go out and revive, leave the clinic, revive our marketing efforts to drive more new patient care or new, new patient demand. And then when we're doing um, that we create a, an influx of patients and then we have to go back in the clinic and treat. And we're constantly juggling between those two roles, those two uh, positions of being a marketer extraordinaire and then also providing high quality of care in the clinic. And that becomes uh, some, a game many of us play, especially early in our private practice careers. The other symptom or syndrome uh, that we'll fall into is marketing roulette. And that is where rather than taking a step back which I plan on giving you the tools to think about at least and set up a long-term strategic plan based on principles where you can be scientific in your area um, that we're, we're being very reactive, right? So marketing roulette is we take, we buy the media that's available. And the classic example that I would give is when I first opened up uh, back on Prince Street, which was the name of the uh, the address where my first clinic was. And uh, so what would happen is I was in the busy treating in the clinic. I had no systems for how calls or uh, drop-in sales or web reps were routed in any way at all, but I would be in the clinic. And then our receptionist would come back and say, but Hey, by the way, Curtis is here to see you um, from the radio station. And 
I would in between patients would grab a couple minutes with Curtis and he would say, okay, it's time to buy radio ads. And I would buy them. And then he would say, okay, do you want to write the ads or do you want us to write the ads? And I would say, most of us as clinicians will take a crack at that. And I know what I want the ad to say, even though I had no idea at the time at all. And I would say, okay, I'll, I'll do that. And he said, okay, you know, they're due by the end of the month. The scripting is due by the end of the month. So the end of the month would roll around. I completely forgot about it. I usually bought one of the radio advertising packages or fill in the blank with any media that you would like. And then I wouldn't be able to meet the deadline. Um, typically the rep would write something that made me feel good as a practitioner, as a clinician, and, you know, would be talking about how great I am or great our services were, our company was, and then they would run the ad. And then three months later, six months later, Curtis would come back in and he would ask me how everything went. And I had no idea, right? It's roulette. We're just, we're taking a guess, we're spinning, we're throwing something against the wall and we're hoping it works without any inclination at all that we're going to have to measure it to see if it's successful or not. And the majority of the time, there was no measurable uptick at all in our marketing efforts. Yes, it was better than nothing, but it was an expensive game to play. Uh, it, as a matter of fact, they're both expensive, both the marketing roulette and the roller coaster as well. So we want to avoid that. And, and how do we do that? Well, let's start with the end in mind. What do we really want to happen when we have a, an effective digital marketing presence? Um, it, well, one, we want to increase patient demand, right? So we do want more new patients demanding that they come see us. We want more visits, more plans of care coming through the door. We want to leave a greater impact by helping more people. We want more revenue and ultimately uh, it, more profitability, right? Uh, and again, it's I'm not talking about literally drilling for oil. I'm talking about enough profitability and enough margin that we can keep our doors open and continue to, to serve more people in the future, keep our, our, our staff, our teams gainfully employed, et cetera. Um, but yeah, and I'll shelf that topic for another time, but you, you get what I'm saying about profitability there. Uh, not greed profitability, but bit running a healthcare business, service-based business profitability where we can keep our doors open. So if we begin with the end in mind, the one thing that I've heard when we've done digital marketing right is people will say, I see you everywhere. And again, when we talk about market message media match in a second, um, I, I think this will be relevant, but they'll, they'll say, they'll come in and maybe they only saw us on one or two platforms in one or two places, but they will say, I see you everywhere. The other thing that happens is ultimately we want to be respected as clinicians for the, the care that we provide, whether it's us individually as a clinician or whether it's our group, our, our practice and uh, uh, the group of clinicians that, that we have as associates or partners that we provide, right? So that's what we're looking for. Number one is that our patients are saying, I see you everywhere. And even though they're not really doing that, uh, the second one is they'll say, um, or they will respect us for our plan of care. And they'll follow through and they'll graduate and they'll become raving fans and tell other people about us. So how do we create this? Well, I'm going to start with a story here. And this, uh, this literally just happened um, here in our office. So uh, we have six locations right now. Um, and this was a clinic, um, our, which was our, our second de novo. Uh, and the name of the town is called Dolphin 
not like the mammal uh, who's in the sea, but the dolphin is D-A-U-P-H-I-N. And uh, dolphin is a very rural area, total population in a 10 mile radius, maybe 3000 people. Um, and uh, just to give you an idea of how well that clinic is done, we opened that in September of 2018. Uh, Dan Hinnerschitz, uh, DPT is the clinical director there and also one of our partners. Uh, there was another practice that was there for eight and a half years. The most that they had ever done um, in the office was, I believe, 73 visits in a week. Uh, Dan now is consistently running over 200 visits um, in a week. So we had to double the size of the, the clinic and everything else. You get the idea that the practice is doing well and we market uh, direct to the consumer. So not a large area, not a huge population of people. But by implementing this, he's doing well. So what most of us do, it's, it's pretty natural, is once you know we are in a location and we have 100 visits a week, then we want 200 visits a week. And then when we're at 200 visits a week, we want 300 or 500, whatever the next goal may be. And I was uh, strategizing with Dan, again, who's the clinical director there, and also Amber, who is, runs the marketing for Dolphin, and we were working our way through, you know, what's the next step here? We're, yes, we're running Facebook ads, we're running Google ads in that area. We're essentially on, we've exhausted all the media, we're there. Um, we have more marketing budget, but there's not really anywhere to do it. it. We're in the mailbox in multiple forms. We are, you know, we've done radio, TV, just about any type of media that you can imagine, including all the online options. So the next thing that we looked at was, well, how can we get more creative? How can we get more mileage out of the organic content that we're making? And uh, quick history on organic content uh, back in 2012, 2013. I'm not even sure if the company is around now, but I had worked with uh, Joe Soto and One Social Media, and they were the first company that I was aware of that was doing the uh, pretty much the organic social posting for everybody. So this was on um, Facebook on all the, you know, they would create an article that was used by hundreds of, of practices. And then they would do this organic social post that was, um, you know, to be goodwill content. What we did over time is we learned to format our social media so that it's ultimately our organic posts are a very simple format, which I can share at another time of how to create um, a high value video for any clinician, right? And so what Dan and Amber started doing is filming these videos. And we noticed that they work really, really well in all of our clinics. And uh, there, there's a very simple format that we use. It's eight steps. So, uh, and then what happened is when we create those videos, Amber was taking them and posting them uh, to complement the, the online presence that we already have, was posting them on uh, the Dolphin Madden Gilbert physical therapy Facebook page. And then uh, she was posting them in one other group as well. That was colloquial was local um, to that dolphin clinic. And I said, well, you know, there's probably a, a few more dozen groups that you could find and ultimately post to as well. So immediately she got started on that. And um, yeah, so it, it, when you're thinking about creating content, when you do that, you not only want to think about, well, what other groups are there um, on Facebook, on Instagram, 
et cetera, but can I go to all the media? Because once you create a video, why go back and create a video that's unique to Facebook versus one that's unique to YouTube versus one that's unique to TikTok, right? Unless there are different requirements for each of those platforms, which usually with some editing, you can modify that, um, that video pretty simply. So rule number one is think about how many different place, places you can use the content, the online digital media um, that you're creating. The second one is you have, you have to understand some marketing basics, right? So number one is we always want to have market message media match. And I've talked about that here um, on this podcast. I've also talked about it in webinars and all the marketing courses that we've ever run. Um, our Breakthrough Pro software is designed around it specifically. Um, and you know the same with essentially anything that we've ever done here at Breakthrough. And it's, it's really exactly what we've built our practice on. So what's market message media match? This was popularized by Dan Kennedy in a course called Magnetic Marketing. But um, what the, the, the rule states is essentially your market, your messaging, and your media must match up. They must be in alignment to have effective marketing. Otherwise, you're wasting marketing dollars. This podcast is brought to you by Breakthrough, the leading platform for practice growth. Breakthrough has helped over 1,500 healthcare practice owners leave a bigger impact in their communities and grow a larger business. As the founder of Breakthrough, I've developed a library of educational resources on practice growth. These are based on my learnings from my own experience as a private practice owner, plus the experience working with thousands of other owners in the Breakthrough community. If you have a growth mindset and you're hungry for free resources to help you grow, check out Breakthrough's resource hub. Go to getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources, where you'll find on-demand trainings, tools, templates, planning guides, and a host of other free resources. Again, you can find these at getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. If you're interested in getting direct support with your practice growth, you can request a free growth consultation at getbreakthrough.com forward slash podcast offer. What is your, your market, your target market? This is the people that you're trying to reach, right? So um, as a clinician, you may have a target market that is focused on, let's say you want to uh, treat primarily student athletes. That's who your target market is. Well, that's going to be dramatically different than if your target market is 45 to 64 year old family oriented females, right? Targeting a 15 year old baseball player or a 15 year old gymnast is dramatically different than targeting a 53 year old mother of four, right? So that market means your target market, the person you're trying to communicate. The classic error, what commonly gets in the way is for most clinicians, we say, well, I don't want to eliminate somebody, somebody, so I'm going to market to everybody. Well, the, the cliche that goes with that is when you're something, when you try to be something to everybody, you're nothing to nobody. Um, so that, you know, you, you, the more specific you can get in who you're targeting, the better off you're going to be. And for all of our marketing, whenever I write uh, our marketing pieces, or we think about that, I, I usually write to, I'm thinking of one person or a very small intimate group of people. So that's market. The next one, so once you've selected your target market, the next thing that you must do is think about the media that they're consuming. So if I'm targeting that 45 to 64 year old 
family-oriented female, what media is she consuming? And I want to think about my online options. Is she using Google to select her physical therapist or her chiropractor or podiatrist, her healthcare provider? Absolutely. And uh, we've not only have seen this and proven it through uh, the actual spending of marketing dollars, we've also recorded it and tracked it the whole way through to her becoming a patient, right? Or her scheduling appointments for her kids or her parents or her husband um, or spouse, significant other. You get the idea there. So we want to we want to use media in order for us to be in alignment, in order for us to have effective marketing. We want to be using media, specifically in this case, online or digital marketing media that that target market is consuming. And, uh, you know, the example there, uh, at least for what I had heard in the beginning of TikTok was, well, you know, yeah, you're targeting um, primarily uh, teenage girls. And yeah, then lots of demographic data came out and said, well, maybe that's not, that's not exactly true. I think the, the highest growing demographic is uh, 40 year old, um, 40 year old women at the, the, the last report that I read on TikTok. Um, but you, you get the idea there. And um, so what media are they consuming? That's where we want to be. That's where we want to uh, test and ultimately build a long-term strategy uh, with best practices. And then finally, we have message. So market, message, media match. Messaging is the words that you're using. So if you're targeting that 45 to 64-year-old family-oriented female, and you're specifically targeting, let's go with something very niche, uh, women's health, right? So uh, I know for quite a few years, we had a program for post-mastectomy lymphedema, and then also uh, urinary incontinence biofeedback program that we had here. So our messaging would not be in uh, scientific clin- clinical terminology, right? We, because that's not the, the verbiage, that's not the language that our target market is using. We would use tools like answer the public um, or uh, it, we would look for testimonials from patients that we treated with, with uh, the same type of diagnosis or the same type of problem in order to craft messaging that resonated that it, we want to speak the language of our target market, right? So that's how that, those three things align. And ultimately, when they do align, then your, your success rate of your marketing goes up exponentially. And literally, um, I've had this where... We've had one of those, you know, I had the right messaging, I selected the right target market, and I was using media in the wrong way. And then we just changed how we were using that media to better match how the the market used that same exact media. And then we had a winner, right? So when you're thinking about your overall long-term digital marketing strategy, you want to be aware of market message media match. The next thing is, you know, you want to focus on education and educating and delivering goodwill is going to buy you very heavy uh, PR, public relations, right? And also um, what it does is it sets up any other offer that you have. So the one thing that is uh, a little bit of a, it's horrible to use the word epidemic, but uh, I can't think of a better term right now. <laughs> There's a fad right now uh, that is not new. It's, it's kind of cyclical uh, for clinicians, practice owners to, uh, 
just go right and right to the offer, right? And you can certainly do that. I, I've been proven wrong during the pandemic um, that, you know, yes, you can make an offer, uh, you, you know, in your advertisement and go right to the offer. However, long-term, it, you, you kind of, you damage your, your own brand, your own, how, how the public thinks of you if you're just going right to offers all the time. And it's significantly better if you first deliver goodwill and then you make an offer to those people who respond to the goodwill. And the best way to do that, that we found is through education. And education is so powerful as long as it is in the language of the end user, the the end consumer. So the, and what really put us on the map years ago is I started doing some testing on YouTube and just based on, my upbringing, it, it's very easy for me to speak lay language. Uh, you know, yes, I can speak clinical language, but for the most part, um, I, I I was an interpreter from, you know, what I was learning uh, clinically to uh, speaking very lay language. I'm talking about fifth grade reading level or lower. And um, that, it just came very natural. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. But from, you know, at from life experiences. And I was just listening to a podcast. Um, I believe it's Jim Cavalier, who's a, a physical therapist, MSPT, CSCS uh, up in Connecticut. And you may know him from, uh, he has some pretty viral videos on YouTube. And I think his channel is called Athlete X, but he was on the Andrew Huberman podcast. I was listening to that. And Jim built, you know, an entire uh, empire of uh, around information and education. Uh, and he does it in a very good way. And the thing that I admire about him the most is when you watch his videos, even though I'm a physical therapist and can understand where he's coming from clinically, he delivers his message in a way, which is primarily scientific concepts uh, that people can apply to their training, but he delivers it in a way that is very lay, uh, very easy to understand, simple and easy words. Um, but he's delivering education and yeah, education, super powerful. You know, the, you, you probably have heard, but from some of the YouTube videos that I recorded, you know, back in 2010, 2011, posted them, a few of them went viral. And, uh, we had and at one point for, if you would have Googled sciatica, I had the number one video in the world on that. And it literally came up in the first fold of Google. So it was the only video that was in the first fold. Um, as soon as you searched it, the video came up, Google sciatica and video came up and, uh, we had people flying in from California and driving in from, uh, Baltimore, DC, New York city, Manhattan, Long Island, um, driving out from Philly, driving in from Pittsburgh, uh, flying in from Idaho and Kentucky, et cetera, uh, because of this one video. And it was a three to five minute video. And it was just something that I really made for, patient uh, that that had gone viral. So that's the importance of using education, also using the right language when you're looking to attract patients. So just a just a quick recap, you know, number one, we want to and all when we're creating a digital marketing presence and building patient demand for our practice, we want to first focus on delivering value and goodwill. The easiest way to do that is through education. Uh, and the way that you can think about it is uh, the day-to-day questions that you're answering for patients over and over and over again, that's most likely your best video content. 
Um, I did make a note here that I'll eventually share the, um, the eight steps that we use to create our videos um, and that framework, the video checklist. The second thing is, uh, you know, once you have people that have raised their hand, then you want to make an offer. We have found that, that work, that's the best long-term strategy. If you're making offers right out of the gate before you deliver value, it can damage your brand long-term. We've seen that happen. You can exhaust lists and wear out markets fairly quickly if you're just doing offers all the time. However, if you're delivering value and goodwill first, and then only those people that raise their hand, then you're making an offer to them. Very successful uh, digital marketing strategy. And then the final component here is remember the goal isn't just to get have successful marketing with the principles that we talked about here. The goal is to get people to raise their hand. And then ultimately those people and only those people that have raised their hand were making an offer to and eventually converting them over to a paying patient. I will uh, literally, I'm going to do this uh, just to get a behind the scenes look behind the curtain look here. Uh, once this episode is over, I'm going to go right into recording that and converting. And again, I'll be sharing principles of how we've converted people off of YouTube and realize you don't need that. You, you don't need to you know, convince people to fly across the country uh, to get services from you. You're just simply looking to do this in a basic and elementary way in your 10 mile radius um, of the world or whatever people are willing to drive. Maybe it's a 25 mile radius. Um, but yeah, so the principles of conversion commonly overlooked, we'll talk about that in the next episode. And again, quick recap, deliver value and goodwill first. Number two is only those people that have responded to your, uh, have raised their hand for your value and goodwill. Do you make an offer to, and then finally you want to master, uh, think through and know the basics of conversion in order to convert those people who have raised their hand to your marketing, convert them over into a paying patient. It's Chad Madden and uh, the Grow Your Practice podcast. Thank you for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode. Remember to visit getbreakthrough.com to access our free resource library designed specifically for private practice growth. While you're there, Make sure you register for a complimentary growth assessment to learn about potential opportunities for growth in your local market. Again, thank you for tuning into the Grow Your Practice podcast and supporting our mission to help people in pain get back to normal naturally.